0: Hello and welcome to Management for Startups. Management for Startups is about learning management in small teams, businesses, and organizations between two to 150 people. My name is Cedric. This podcast is never longer than 15 minutes. So let's get started. Today, I'm going to talk about a throwaway sentence that I mentioned near the end of my last episode. So the last episode, I talked about Keep Your People, which was this book that I launched uh, about a month ago now, I think. And it's done fairly well. It sold more than I expected because this was the first time I'm doing this and I literally have no experience with product launches. So I was quite pleased with it and I, I went through... A very high-level overview of the framework that I talked, that I wrote about in the book, and the framework is: if you have listened to the previous episode, I basically said that I believe that there are six reasons that people leave companies, and the easiest way to become a, you know, to increase retention and to improve uh, retention amongst your subordinates, to keep your people as a manager, is to understand why people leave, and once you understand that, work backwards from that to prevent them from leaving. And I quickly went through six reasons. I said that, you know, you need to give them autonomy. You need to give them growth. Uh, you need to make sure that compensation is not an issue. You need to make sure that the work fits into their lives, which means to their long-term dreams. And you, th- you need to make sure that they have a good relationship with their peers and with their boss. Um, and finally, I uh, you need, they need to have not be disillusioned and actually believe in the mission of your company. And that is the, the very last thing that I talked about, uh, which is about mission. I think in, in the episode, I sort of made a throwaway comment. I said that, uh, you know, mission isn't very important. It's overrated and you shouldn't be thinking about mission as much uh, if, you, if your company cannot have a compelling mission. Now, I re-listened to that episode recently, and I realized that I cannot just leave that hanging, uh, and the reason for that is because I, I i turned, I mean, there was an entire chapter in the book um, where I argued against using mission or relying on mission for your retention, and in the podcast, because I was running out of time, there was too much to squeeze into that 15 minutes, and I take the 15-minute time limit pretty seriously, uh, I realized I couldn't just sort of throw out these couple sentences and say that our mission is overrated and just leave it at that, right? I owe it to you, listener, to, um, if you're listening to this, to at least give you a coherent explanation of mission, which was like the one thing in the previous episode that I think I didn't adequately explain. So let's talk about mission. Let's talk about why I think uh, the current obsession for of, for mission, which I believe stems from um, Silicon Valley startup culture, which, you know, it's one of the most influential uh, factors for startups. If you're trying to start a small company or a tech company today, it's highly likely that you'll be influenced by uh, the practice of building companies that has come up from silicon valley with good reason silicon valley has produced uh, some of the world's most successful tech companies over the last two decades and therefore some of the world's most valuable companies over the past two decades and it is a point of belief in silicon valley startup culture that you must have a compelling mission right i think the best example of this the best evidence of this is sam altman and y combinator so sam altman used to run uh, the startup accelerator y combinator which if you're familiar with startup culture is the most important startup accelerator in the world and the most prominent like there are a whole bunch of like really famous companies that have come up from y combinator Um, examples are airbnb you know dropbox um, heroku and a whole bunch of other very successful very valuable companies and sam altman Altman, as president of Y Combinator, has you know he, he wrote a fairly famous uh, guide that's free online, and you can Google for it. It's called the Startup Playbook. Just Google for the Startup Playbook, Y Combinator. I'll link to it in the show notes. Um, and in it, he he talks about mission being very important and why you know going after a big hairy, audacious mission is a good thing uh, because it makes people more likely to help you. Um, And in in a 2013 blog post, which I quoted, uh, this was his personal blog years before he wrote the Startup Playbook, Altman writes uh, the following, right? And I'm going to quote from his blog. So the quote starts now. There are three good ways I know of to retain talent, besides generous equity grants, which I'll discuss later. The first is a sense of mission. If employees work at your company because they believe in the importance of the mission, they are unlikely to be tempted by more money elsewhere, and they are likely to be willing to delay starting their own company. A mission doesn't have to be saving the world, it can also be solving very hard technical problems. For example, interesting work. But very often, the hard technical problems are important to the world. For example, Google, Palantir, Facebook. You have to really believe in the mission. If you can't convince yourself that your mission is important, think very hard about what you're doing, and you have to keep repeating it. I go so far as to say that a company that is not mission-oriented will have a hard time being really successful because of the talent retention problem. End quote. So, uh, just to sort of close that off, Altman says that he knows of three techniques and the first is mission. The other two techniques that he covers or the other two, you know, good ways that he covers in the rest of his blog post is rocket ship growth and a great work environment. So the generous equity grant bit that he mentions at the beginning is like a side note which makes sense given the startup context and the startup uh, practice of giving out uh, stock or shares in the company um, to early employees, which is a core part of Silicon Valley culture all the way back Back to you know the days of Fairchild Semiconductor. Anyway, so Sam Altman is operating in the Silicon Valley world, and as you can see from that short quote from his blog, it's clear that this world involves you know employees leaving to start companies. And your contacts, regardless of where you are, you know you might not be operating a startup in Silicon Valley. You might be operating it in, in Singapore, in 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 Asia, in Beijing, in. Germany, wherever it is, um, you do have to understand the context from which the advice that Altman uh, makes his comment, right? So the realities of your labor market should be specific to your labor market. And it's quite clear to me, at least, and well, to my friends who do work in Silicon Valley, that it's a very competitive talent environment. You can lose your employees to bigger tech companies who pay better, but you can also lose them to um, starting their own companies because it's very easy to start a company and it is the done thing. In Silicon Valley. And given that context, it kind of makes sense that you want to have a compelling mission, right? Because that's one way. It's one powerful tool that you have in your toolbox for keeping people keeping them motivated and keeping them working and believing in your company. So you can sort of understand why Altman says this. The problem is when startup founders hear this advice, right? strip it from the context from which it was made, and then believe that universally you need to have a good mission in order to have good employee retention. Now, I think, I think this is completely wrong-headed. And it is wrong-headed for two very obvious reasons when you sit down to think about it. The first reason is that not every company can have a compelling mission, right? If you think about the majority of businesses in any com- company, in sorry, in any economy or in any society, um, most businesses do not have credible or believable or compelling missions, right? Think about um, banks. Think about if you run a... Pl- plumbing company right where you, you fix people's toilets or if you have a garbage disposal company which is you know for you know a good business nothing against them if you even if you are a high priced lawyer or an average lawyer or a junior lawyer working in a law firm right not every company can have a compelling world changing mission Right? And it, it doesn't need, you don't need to have a compelling, world-changing mission. It's good enough that you're running a business um, and you're providing a service to the economy, to society, and you're providing jobs and you're paying taxes. You, know? you are operating as a unit of our market economy running a business. Um, and if you're a manager, it's not necessary to go and reach for a compelling mission when your business model or your business uh, doesn't land itself to a credible uh, mission. So that's reason one, right, why I I think it's completely wrong-headed to to believe that missions are like this universal thing that you should try and apply like a band-aid on your business to help with employee retention. The second reason is that even if your business is one of those lucky businesses that benefits from a mission, say you are Facebook or you are Google, and... Even if you're one of these companies, right? Just because you're an employee working for one of these mission-oriented, amazing companies doesn't mean that you will benefit from a mission. Um, so the example that springs to mind is one of my friends. He works in infrastructure in Facebook. And he basically runs the complicated servers, makes sure that you know, Facebook's uh, services continue running, the website doesn't die. And he tells me that in any big company, large enough company, you have to construct a reason to continue doing your job to being in the company because when you are operating as a tiny part of this large company, in his case, he's making sure that Facebook.com doesn't go down. You know, the Facebook's mission, uh, world-changing mission, you would argue, of make keep making the world more open and connected doesn't really apply to you, right? It doesn't really, you know, it's very hard to see how your work connects directly to that mission. So not not every job in a business business is equally affected by the world changing mission the other example i gave in my book is is imagine that you're working customer support in google and google has this amazing world changing mission of making the world um, organizing sorry organizing the world's information but if you're working in customer support your day-to-day is basically you're dealing with irate and angry customers who have been wronged by google in some way or form and that's not really gonna help you, right? In your day to day, when you're dealing with these angry customers, so mission is limited, and it's 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 not equal in with for every employee in every department in your company as it should be. So how should you think about mission, right? So my my belief is that because I believe that mission is overrated, because I see founders starting companies, including these these are first time managers, um, and they they think that they must have a mission even when it doesn't make sense for their business. Uh, in Singapore, which is the ecosystem ecosystem that I'm familiar with, there's a business here, a fairly prominent startup who has this ridiculous mission, right? And, and they, they say that their mission is to help people live better lives because they can sell the things that they don't need for extra money on their secondhand marketplace, which is ridiculous. I mean, like, nobody listening to that would think like, oh, that's a compelling mission and I want to work for this company forever. But they, they go through the motions because this is something that comes out through startup culture, right? From Silicon Valley. And I don't think that's necessary. I think that if you have... A good business, and you have the other levers available to you for retention, which is, as I go, you know, as I mentioned in the book, um, you give your employees autonomy, you make sure that they have the growth that they need, you check to see if the work fits into their lives and therefore their long term goals, you make sure that they have a good working relationship with their peers and with their direct boss, which means you. Right? and you make sure that they, there is adequate compensation or at least compensation is not a huge issue um, you can keep them for much longer than you expect right even without the benefit submission. So to close this off, uh, mission is great. I, I I don't deny that. If you have access to mission, good on you. That's an amazing place to be in. You have a tool in your toolbox that is incredibly powerful, right? Uh, mission really does work in attracting employees, um, in, especially if you're in an incredibly competitive talent marketplace. But if you are not, or if you are forced to compete, but you're running a business that is less sexy, um, less uh, attractive, and not you know, not easily uh, missionable, Missionary. you can't really come up with a compelling mission for it, don't fret. There are plenty of other ways to keep retention high and you should concentrate on that. And the most important takeaway from this episode, I think, is that you should never believe that mission is enough. You should never believe that mission is a crutch and it's something that you must have or that it's something that you can use to hire better and to retain people better. It's not a silver bullet. It may work for you if your business is a manual to it, but don't depend on it. All right, so that's it for this week. Actually, I'm switching this podcast up to be once a fortnight, which means once every two weeks. So I will see you two weeks from now. That's it for this episode. Cedric out.